Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. This is episode 13 and today I'm talking all about how to use the unveiling stories thinking routine. So this is part of a series of episodes on the podcast where I share a thinking routine with you and all the insights for how you might be able to use it with an artwork or an object with groups, either in person or online. In episode eight, we looked at See, Think, Me, We thinking routine, if you want to go back and check that one out. And before we start, just a quick note to say that if you'd like to support the show, you can now encourage my creative side on this podcast by buying me a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll also put a link in the show notes and the show notes, they're available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 13. So now let's get started with today's show. So this episode is all about the thinking routine unveiling stories. And this was our thinking routine of the month in June in the Visible Thinking membership. Basically, every month we have a specialist thinking routine class. And this gives us all the opportunity, myself and the educators in the membership, to discover a new thinking routine or to dig a bit deeper into one we already know. So we chose unveiling stories for June and here's how we use this thinking routine to reveal multiple layers of meaning in an artwork. So first of all, let's talk about what is unveiling stories. So Unveiling Stories is a thinking routine for revealing multiple layers of meaning. And this can be in an image, a text, or a journalistic report. For our purposes here, we used a photograph. There are five parts to this thinking routine and five questions. What is the story? What is the human story? What is the world story? What is the new story? And finally, what is the untold story? And each question, each layer, addresses a key dimension of global journalism. For example, what is the story addresses the central story, the most visible story. The second question, what is the human story, addresses the way the story helps us understand the lives of fellow humans. What is the world story looks at the ways in which the story speaks to global issues. What is the new story looks at what is new and perhaps instructive about the story and the issues we're exploring. And finally, what is the untold story addresses what's missing, the important absences or unreported aspects of the story. And I think it's important to note here that This thinking routine has connections and similarities to two other thinking routines, one called Stories and the other one called Main Side Hidden. 
So let's talk a little bit about this routine and where it's come from. So this thinking routine was developed as part of the ID Global and PZ Connect project at Harvard's Project Zero. And ID Global is a collection of research projects designed to inform educators interested in preparing youth to understand pressing global issues of our times, such as things like climate change, uh, mass migration, global health, the digital revolution, and so on, and to participate in these issues as responsible global citizens. And I'll put a link to the ID Global project in the show notes. So my first thoughts about using the unveiling stories routine. So first of all, I think it's a very flexible thinking routine because you can think about selecting just some of the questions rather than all of them, depending on your goals for your discussion. I think the last two questions are probably the most complicated. They require more creative or more higher order thinking and you may want to think about how you introduce or scaffold these questions to your groups. They're also flexible. Um, You can modify the order in which the questions are introduced into your discussion. And finally, I think you'll also definitely need to combine this thinking routine with an observation routine or activity at the start. So you can do looking 10 times 2 or a 60 second look so that you don't jump straight into interpreting and making hasty judgments. Remember, observation is always the first step. So let's talk a bit about the photograph that I selected. I chose a photograph called Cross Border Love by the photographer Roland Schmidt um, as the photograph to use with this thinking routine. And I'll put a link to the photograph in the show notes. The photograph was taken on the 25th of April, 2020. Uh, If you're listening to this, you can uh, go to the show notes and take a look at the image. That's great. If not, you can take a look afterwards. And I'm going to give you a brief verbal description of what you can see in the image. So the photograph shows a man and a woman on a road separated by by a variety of barriers. Some of these are metal, some of these are plastic. The man is seated on the floor and has his back to us. He has a backpack by his side with a pair of sunglasses resting on the top. The woman is opposite him on the other side of the barrier and she is crouching down holding a piece of paper in her hand. She is looking at the man. They both appear to be young, possibly in their 20s. To the right of the couple, we can see a variety of signs, some written with words, German words you can make out, and others showing images, one of country flags. We can see the Swiss flag and the German flag. On the right-hand side by the signs are some overgrown bushes and brambles. To the left of the couple and away into the distance are some houses, some trees and other buildings. We can also see some power lines or tram lines that are highlighted against the blue sky. The man wears a grey t-shirt and blue shorts, whilst the woman is wearing a pink top and a darker skirt. 
So now you have an idea of the photograph, the image that we used. Let's talk about the discussion that we had in uh, the Visible Thinking membership with this image and this thinking routine. So we started with observation and we started with 60 seconds silently exploring the photograph with our eyes. I asked the group to make lots of observations and the key point is here as always is to resist the urge to start interpreting right away. Just make a list of what you see. So after looking silently, I asked the group to unmute and each share three things that they saw in the photograph. So we described the photograph fully before we then moved on to the story questions. So the first question, what's the story? I began by asking, based on what you're seeing, what's the overall story here? And a good way of thinking about this question is by thinking about the who, the what, the where and the why as you look at the image. So some participants place the photograph into recent history, seeing the temporary border fences that have been perhaps put there in a hurry or for an emergency. It made them think about the COVID pandemic and also how there had always been informal pathways between countries and that now there are suddenly barriers. Other participants mentioned the relaxed atmosphere of the photograph, that the man and the woman, they appear to be quite relaxed, sitting on the floor. There doesn't appear to, uh, to be any conflict. And one person brought up personal connections between the Netherlands and Belgium, where the borders are usually very relaxed, but were suddenly closed in March last year, and how this has affected people who usually pop across the border several times a day. Another participant brought up um, other personal connections between borders and used the border between England and Wales of, as an example of a border that's also always been quite relaxed until the pandemic, when it became a harder border with different rules on each side. So we then moved on to the second question, which asks you to look through the lens of the people in the image. What's the human story? So I asked participants to look at the image from the perspective of either the man or the woman or from both of their perspectives. If we were to tell this story through the lens of the people in this image, what would that story be? So there were a variety of suggestions uh, that perhaps they were trying to figure out how to work around the restrictions so that they could continue meeting despite the barriers. Um, others thought that because the woman is holding some papers, maybe they were perhaps working on a project together and they can't actually be together. So they're chatting, having a meeting at the border. Perhaps they are friends or brother and sister, or even star-crossed lovers, and there's an artificial barrier between them, but they're still trying to carry on their relationship despite the barriers. And perhaps finally, this is the first time they've met after chatting online for many months. So by this point, we were having a really interesting discussion, and we broadened our reach then, and then we moved beyond 
the specific events and the people in the image. And we started thinking about how we might connect this image to a larger issue or a broader event. How could we extend this to the rest of the world? What's the world story here? So we had lots of ideas that came up and many more personal connections, which was a real theme throughout this discussion. So lots of thoughts around the idea of borders, that they're artificial, not necessarily practical, how they can be disputed, also how borders move over time. Also about the effect borders have on the development of people and countries, especially for the idea of people living near borders, that um, that feeling that you might pop over the border and suddenly you're in another country with another culture and perhaps even a different language. Um, we discussed the differences between harsh borders and more relaxed borders, like the one you can see in this photograph. And we discussed how people haven't been able to travel from one country to another recently, how free movement has been restricted. And then we moved on to the question, what's the new story? Which asks you to think about whether there's something we can take away from this image that's new, perhaps something we haven't thought about before. So, for example, for this question, you could think about if you're looking at a very old photograph, you could perhaps look at the photograph from the perspective or context of today. And you could do the same with an object as well. Now, this photo we were using was from 2020. So we thought about perhaps we could look at it from the perspective of being one year later, one year after the photograph was taken. And again, there were lots and lots of interesting thoughts and theories in response to this question. A suggestion of uh, maybe it's a way of appreciating borders that we haven't before. Um, one participant said the discussion made her think differently about borders from her perspective in the US, where there are borders between states and between Canada and Mexico and how different all those borders are. And she also said it was very interesting to hear about borders from a European perspective. Um, we also talked about how having borders closed in the last year was a very strange experience, especially in Europe, because usually there aren't any hard borders. We talked about how borders can be put up at whim, like during the last G7 summit, where there was a border erected in Cornwall in the UK and how borders have sprung up between states within countries. For example, in the US and Australia, new borders have emerged. And then we moved on to the last question. What's the untold story? And this last, last question requires the most higher level thinking and might require a bit more creative thinking too. So for this question, we can think about how we can extend our thinking to a story that's not necessarily present here. So looking at this image for the last time, let's think about what might be missing or absent. And this might help us to think about the untold story. So for this, this naturally led on to a discussion about the invisible borders, the borders we don't see between people. 
Um, we also discuss the invisible people who decide on the borders and how strong these borders are. We talked about how borders can move so many times over the years. And this can be decided by officials rather than the inhabitants of those areas. And we talked about being nomadic and moving around and not recognising borders. And finally, we talked about the couple, where this couple are now. Are they still meeting? Did the barrier go? Did it come back again with another lockdown? And finally, I shared some information about the photograph. And I hadn't shared any information up until this point. Um, I shared how um, it's part of a series of photographs of couples by the photographer Roland Schmidt. And these are couples who've been separated at borders. And he followed the couples um, and he tells all the stories behind uh, their separation over the past year. One of the couples were first able to kiss over the border and then the barrier changed and they no longer could. So it's a wonderful series of photographs that I highly recommend you look at. Um, and after we shared this information, we then spent some time discussing how we might use this thinking routine in our work. So my key takeaways from this discussion with Unveiling Stories. Um, first of all, I chose this photograph because it contained a lot of visual clues and information. And this meant that I didn't have to share any contextual information throughout the discussion. I really only shared it at the end. So if you're using an image or a photograph with which doesn't have many visual clues, you will need to supplement information at necessary moments. I think photojournalism works really well with this thinking routine, but I also think it would work equally well with objects, especially objects which have hidden or new stories that have been uncovered as a result of recent research. I think also with an object, the human story question would be a great way of thinking about the people who interact with or use the object. You could use a visual aid, for example, to show the object in use or being worn. And finally, I think this thinking routine could be used for really breaking down complex, multi-layered stories into more manageable parts for discussion. So that's how I used unveiling stories to reveal multiple layers of meaning with a photograph. How might unveiling stories connect to your work? How might you apply it? Do you have an object or artwork in mind already? I'd love to hear how you're thinking of using it. Do get in touch with the show or by email claire at thinkingmuseum.com and let me know. And if you'd like a full list of all 100 thinking routines, don't forget to sign up for my ultimate thinking routines list. It has more than 100 thinking routines in one place, including unveiling stories, and it's ready for use in your own unique way. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to sign up and receive your very own copy. So that's it for today. I really hope you've enjoyed it. You can find me on Instagram most days and say hello. I'm at Thinking Museum. So do head over there and tell me what you think. And I'll see you next time. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.